Welcome back to Man-Made Monsters, the show all about scary true encounters with other people. For everyone wondering what happened to In the Woods, we wanted to change things up a bit considering the amount of woods slash paranormal encounters we already do. So going forward, we'll be covering human-based stories. And once again, this is Eric. It's a pleasure to be here tonight. For a link to our Discord and where you can be interviewed for a future episode and to discover more horror podcasts, head over to eeriecast.com. All right, today we got Wing here on the channel. Wing's gonna kind of go over a couple couple stories. He's um, had encounters with some individuals, and we've kind of talked a little bit before the show. But I'm gonna let him introduce himself and just get a little backstory about himself and where he's from. You know, no need to go into you know great details unless you want to. I know he had mentioned that this took place in a city that he didn't, he no longer lives in. So if you want to disclose that or give you know some other general idea. Um, totally up to you. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'll just hop right into it. Uh, for context on just a little mild world building here. So where I'm from, it's a valley town and a river runs through it and the river kind of breaks off into two directions. So it kind of has the town kind of has like a weird like key symbol kind of thing going on. <laughs> but there's generally like three parts of the town. Um which will I won't name for privacy reasons and all that. But in the northern parts of the town, there's the um, there's the mountain area. That's where like you get, like the malls and the fancy houses and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got downtown, which is kind of self-explanatory. But across the river um, is the is the ghetto part of the town, which we call the shore, which I never went to very often because mm-hmm. I lived out in the mountains. And the furthest I usually go down is downtown. Uh, I was visiting a friend uh, out in out in the shore because that's where he lives, and we were kind of being dumb teenagers that we were, uh, drinking, smoking weed, hanging outside. And he decides to introduce me to some buddies of his out in the park area because his dad was very against the whole weed and drinking thing in his house. As I got there, first thing his buddy does is he looks at me and just goes, Is your name Nick, by chance? I was taken back because my name's nowhere close to Nick, so I'm like, uh, no, why? He goes, you look like this guy named Nick. Like, you look a lot like this guy named Nick. And I've come to learn that this Nick guy is very hated in this part of town. Apparently he's like a social worker and he screwed over a lot of like addicts in town and it's pretty much an on-site kind of deal. So you can imagine I was not very thrilled to hear that I, I could probably get jumped for just looking like this guy. So I kept my mask on the entire time since this was around the COVID era. And that was it for, like, that part of the story. This is kind of the background to kind of set up why this situation happened. Because past past the shore, there is a weird... It's weird. You got to go through this, like, ghetto to get to the suburbs. Or I was hanging out with another friend of mine a few years later. Like, this was roughly three months ago. And I'm taking the bus back home up to the mountains, and... At the stop, I see this one dude, and he's tweaking out, and I'm a fairly, like, sympathetic person. When I see somebody going through something, I'm generally like, hey, buddy, are you okay? Like, you good? Um, because that's just this is my nature. So, you know, I see this guy, and he's bugging out, and I'm like, hey, dude, you, you okay? You fine? And he looks at me, and then he just kind of, like, gives me, like, this this thousand-yard stare. This thousand-yard stare, and he kind of looks at me and goes, your name Nick. Uh, I've heard this question before, and I, you know, flashback, and I'm like, oh boy. Um, no, no, it's not because it isn't. And he goes, no, no, you look a lot like this Nick guy. And at this point, I decided to kind of bail and kind of back out. And this is when I, you know, my bus came. This guy was standing at the number four bus, which is the opposite of the bus I was at, which is the number seven. So I'm at the 7, and I hop on the 7. 
And he runs from the, the, the 4 to the 7 bus, and he hops on. Ah, oh, crap, I'm probably getting, you know, followed. And yeah, kind of was. Um, because this entire bus ride, I could see him, he never sat down, he held onto the railings, and I can see him just inching closer to me at per stop the more people kind of come by. It was like a bizarre 90s, like, slasher serial killer movie or something. And I was just kind of not really having a good time. This would kind of go on for the duration of the bus ride, which was like roughly half an hour. And that's when I would, you know, make to my stop and make the walk to my apartment. Did he you gets off. Tell anybody? Were you like, like texting someone like, hey, dude, this, this guy's like I did. creeping up on me? Um, yeah, I did. I, I messaged like a roommate and I, one of my roommates and I'm like, dude, like... This is happening. Uh, could you just like keep our door open so I can just run in and close the door in case? <laughs> yeah, just like run for it at that point. Yeah, you're not fiddle with your keys. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and the thing is, the bus stop pops like a block away from my apartment. And <clears throat> here's the thing a block is not very long unless you're being followed. And then it's like, there is all this distance I can get, like, jumped there. And it doesn't help that you kind of got to go through this weird little alley to get to the door. It, it, it was just kind of setting me up for, for like, well, <clears throat> good night on the news. And, you know, there's my obituary and everything. But <laughs> I, yeah, exactly, right? Like, I get off and... Um, the entire time I was kind of shooting the bus driver this look in the mirror the entire time and he kind of understood I was very uncomfortable with this dude so the minute I get off the bus driver just closes the door because I was the only person getting off of that stop and he starts going and I see the, this this tweaker just kind of like death glare me as the bus kind of continued so <clears throat> I'm like alright I'm just gonna run to my apartment and that's when pretty much all the all the cars start to like pass through and I have to wait for the light so I can cross the street and everything. And then I see him again. He's walking down the street towards my general direction. He's like a block or two down, but he totally recognizes me because I wear this stupid green plaid jacket. <clears throat> so at this point like, plan is get into the apartment and lock the doors, barricade the doors, um, dig up the gun from underneath the, the floorboards or something. I don't know. But I. Yeah, essentially you know, set up like a home alone trap for this guy. I, I yeah, I was like, going to in your head. Yeah, you're just planning out. Fortress. You're like, OK, what can I do? What can I do to in, to... in my brain? I was thinking of like like this badass like. I'm going to fight this guy. It's going to be like this cool, like matrix, like martial arts thing. <laughs> Nobody follows me home. Um, in reality, I would have probably got like knocked out on the first punch and then stabbed like 27 times or some crazy thing. Uh, Cause let's look, this guy had was hatred. Like he was livid seeing me. So I knew. Mm, don't want this happening. <laughs> so as I make it, as I make it to the, um, to the, the building. I swipe my key card because we got key cards, right? The fucking key card's not working. It, it's literally like a fucking horror movie. I, I had the punch in my code and that worked and everything and I got it no problem. But as I was getting out, this other guy was, like, as I got into the apartment, this other guy was getting out. So, the minute the door closed, I'm like, ha, ah, security. He walks out, door's wide open. Ah, oh, crap. Well, this guy's going to slip in and, you know, <clears throat> take the elevator. No big deal. But as I um, get out of the elevator, because the elevator is like right next to the staircase. I live on the second floor. I, I didn't really want to get onto the stairs because I just needed the, the, the big metal box that'll save me. I hear footsteps on the stairs. And they are pretty rapid. So I just, you know, get into the apartment, close the door, lock the door. 
me and roommates are like, so what the fuck's happening? Are we going to get home invaded? Like, th well, this is it. I mean, granted, we were all thinking, if this guy tries to get in, there's like three of us and one of him. But we're all geeks, and we would all probably get, like, fucked up in this fight. So, we do the rational thing. You know, call the police. But because my town is terrible, you know, they're sending somebody over because, again, there's a guy, suspicious person, walking in our apartment and he does not belong. Because even if it's up, because it's up in the mountains, it's going to take a little bit for the, the you know, officer to get there and everything. So we kind of hunker down because, yeah, what else can we do? We We would, you know, go full American and like, you know, stock up on ammo and get ready to like fucking shoot the intruder or something. But we're in Canada. We don't have those. You can't go like Mr. and Mrs. Smith on him and just have your house like John Wick style prepared. Exactly. Like, we, as we most Americans know. do. You know, most Americans. Like, right now, exactly. I'm just, my chair is actually made out of guns. It's like Game of Thrones with swords, but it's just guns. That is so dope. It's no, really in, in Canada, it's, we have like very strict gun laws. So, like, you're not even really allowed to have it. Like, it's kind of strange because you can't even take it to the range without like. Like, if you get pulled over while your gun's in your back seat and you're on your way to the range, they can still kind of, like, fine you for that because it's not in point A or B. It's really stupid system, so that's why we didn't even have a weapon. If if we did, the story would be a lot different, but... Um, I do the stupid horror movie thing and start looking through the people because, let's be real, we would all kind of want to just see what'll happen. He wasn't at the door, thank God. You know, I was expecting his eye looking yeah. at people on the <laughs> looking other end. straight at you. <laughs> exactly. No, he was kind of going door to door, just kind of skulking around. He'd knock a few times, and he'd go, like, somebody would, like, open up and be like, uh, yeah, and he'd be like, hey, do you know where, like, um, do you know if, like, Nick lives on this floor? And I'm like, well, he's on my floor. I'm fucked. But thing is, my name's not Nick, so they don't know what the fuck he's talking about, and I'm I'm very pleased about that. So he's just kind of going door to door asking, and I think he's going to make it to our door, and I'm going to get my roommates to answer for me. Hmm. Funny thing about that. We all, all our, like, all of our spaghetti is, like, pouring out of our pockets like we were anxious as fuck like we would probably freak out if like he gets to the door um but he this guy like followed me home and he's like about three doors down and when he gets there um a bunch of other people kind of get out of the elevator and this guy went from like kind of skulking around to just like do 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 i'm out of here don't mind me like he was very suspicious and as he, as he, like, goes for the stairs, because I guess he just kind of gave up on looking, because everybody kind of got home. This was at, like, 5.30, 5.45-ish, so everybody's going, coming home from work and class and all that. Um, he leaves. And then, you know, the, the police did look over, like, the security footage and everything, and uh, they identified the dude, and turns out in the general area... Um, he is uh, a violent schizophrenic. Lovely. He, he has, like, delusions about being, like, Fallen God or something or... like that. Oh. Like, he, he thought... No, seriously, he had delusions about, like, being God and, like, how, you know... I don't even, I don't even know, because I'm just here... Because I heard about him through, like, other sources of my friends, because I'm not privy to the whole Shore thing. I have no idea what goes on there. Mm-hmm. And it gets it gets weirder because, yeah, apparently, this Nick guy is a social worker that probably screwed him over, and is probably why he was staring at me. And when he asked me if I if my name was Nick or something, I I kind of looked like a little kind of freaked out because this was the second time I've been asked that. So I guess to him that looked guilty. Like, oh, that's him. Yeah, that's him. He's lying now. Anything he says after exactly. this, he's lying. 
it makes me think like how did he know which floor i i guess actually kind of tells the floor on the outside of the elevator oh yeah i don't know I mean, yeah so to your point he might have gone like, through every floor though i mean how many floors up do you you're on the third one right or um second second okay well it's not i literally could have taken the stairs but like what what when you're looking at the people what is like your point of view outside is you just see across the hall at another door or can you see like the whole kind of like area um the 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 hallway is kind of weirdly like l-shaped and i'm like at the top part of like a capital l like at the top part of the l um facing down the hall oh so you can see like i get like a view of all like the whole spot except for around the corner where the staircase is yeah that makes sense now yeah and this guy um i don't know what he was on but like he was like shaking and like swaying a lot and like his teeth were chattering like he was i think it's actually i think cocaine i do know the teeth chattering is a cocaine thing but it was this situation, and because I already had school coming up, I was like, well, my school's in another town, and I'm, like, moving out in a week to this other town. I'm kind of sick of this. Like, this fucking sucks. This guy knows where I live, and he clearly wants to harm me. And, you know, police didn't fucking catch him, apparently. I don't know. Canadian police are very incompetent. I <laughs> saw, you know what? I don't have much stuff. I'm going to start packing. Um, I'm just going to crash at a friend's place because I have a friend in town. So spent the week there. And apparently this this weirdo would not be in the building, but circle around the building for like a few days after this incident. And <clears throat> like he would ask people coming by, hey, is is Nick here? And people still want to really, who's Nick? Yeah, or they just did like the, oh, sorry, sir, I don't know. Exactly. Well, a lot of people just like, no, no, don't know, because they just wanted to move past him, because this guy looked kind of messed up. The best I could describe his look is of like, how do I put it? A, a, a bizarre, a bizarre, like, mash between, like, Silent Bob and... The, the homeless dude from super bad if that makes sense like he looked i'm trying to picture the homeless dude from super bad i know silent bob yeah okay well just picture just like your average homeless dude but like silent bob like kind of like that like it looked like that except he was anything but silent that guy was tweaking um and yeah so like that's my apartment story essentially this guy just kind of followed me to my apartment and that was kind of like uh uh, <laughs> I just looked up the, um, the homeless guy from Superbad. <laughs> yeah, he totally looked like that. Just like maybe a tad younger, but like still had the beard and like the the angry look and like the receding hairline. That's funny. <laughs> the guy had like a wool, like a weird like canvas or like wool trench coat or something. He just looked weird. Like this is the best. Like if I get murdered by him, I'm gonna be very ticked off because that's like that's like the I'd rather get stabbed by, like, your average-looking crackhead. Like, this this guy looked like a clown, almost. Like, not like like makeup or anything, but he just looked silly. Getting killed by something silly just... Man, that would be... They would never let me let that down in hell. Like, exactly. So, yeah, there's my apartment story in this. I did have another one, if we still got time. Yeah, yeah, we've got plenty of time. Awesome. Um... This isn't really, um, this is not really related to me looking like this Nick guy or anything, but this guy I knew in school who was, um, like, he was that kid that would, like, show gore to kids in class, like, in the locker room. Oh, yeah. That kid. You know that kid. That was um, me. I'm just, no. I didn't remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember kids just, like, pulling their phones out and, you know, first time seeing Live League, um, like, middle school. Yeah, like, he, oh. he'd pull out, like, yeah, he pulled, he's showing us, like, dolphin videos. And then he'd say shit like, yeah, well, like, Gore is pretty chaotic to, like, you, there, I, I kid you not when I say this, normies. He'd go, like, to you normies, it's probably pretty disgusting, but to me, to people like me, it calms me down. 
Everything, okay. everybody is an NPC around him. He's the main character. Hey, friends, don't go anywhere. We're taking a quick break for our sponsors. Yeah, he's just so dark and brooding and edgy. So <laughs> I first met him, and I when I moved, when I went to high school um, for the first time, I look a lot younger than I am. Like even now, like I'm 20 now, but I I look like. I mean, if I like shave my whole face, I look 15. So you can imagine how young I looked at 13 going into high school because Canadian high schools are weird. They, my town didn't have a middle school. We just had, you know, oh, you're 13? Go to high school. Um, and I had like this... I just looked very young and childish, and I got picked on a lot for that, right? So the the quiet kid, this kid will name... Friggin', I don't know... Uh, Tegan. Yeah, we'll say Tegan. That's a that's a pretty weird name. That sounds like a like a weird kid name. Tegan. Yeah, no no offense <laughs> to any Tegans in the audience. No, great offense. I mean great offense. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Yeah, no. just caught in your viewership in half. <laughs> yeah. It was kidding. only one guy named Tegan watching the show. You know what? Okay. I hate you. <laughs> Hi Tegan. Oh. Hope you're having a good night. <laughs> Thank you. But, um... Thank you, Wing. <laughs> But this, this Tegan kid that I knew, um, you know, I was lonely as hell. So, and I'm an extrovert. And so like being cast out like that was really hard on me. And this Tegan guy kind of like, hey, dude, like, what's up? He starts like talking. He's very charming, very nice. Like he was very kind and everything. I was like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. I can get down to this. Like being friends with this guy, he's he's fun. Um, And he was like, I'll give him that. He's funny as hell. Uh, but then I start to see kind of like the, kind of like the holes in him. He'd, um, oh man, where do I even? We were talking about like a missing missing girl in town, and she was just a runaway. She just ran away and so not, but they found her and all that. So good news on that. But like I was like, dang, you think she got like kidnapped or something? Because that did happen a lot in town. And he gets like very like serious at me, and he's like, oh, no, no. She, they wouldn't want to kid. You wouldn't want to kidnap her. See, she's got short hair, so there's nothing really to grab on. She doesn't even have any earrings, so there's nothing to grab onto there. And you can see just like the way she dresses, her personality. She's loud. You do not want to grab somebody who's loud. They make a lot of attention. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like he's thought about this in great detail. Like, all right. He's like, you want to get the girls that look shy and wear a lot of wear a lot of baggy clothing. And he was just kind of getting into like detail on this. Like, okay, thank you. Um, I'll kind of drop the ball on this, but I just said, I'll keep that in mind then. And I guess that kind of validated his creepy side because he, he didn't really understand, like, people being awkward or uncomfortable. Like, you would just see people as people, he'd say shit, and then, you know, people just react however. But he doesn't really get to see that, like, that's bizarre thing to know. So throughout these years, because this spans over four years, this guy would just kind of be creepy in class. He would stare at some girls. And um, <clears throat> when he got mad, he was one of those kids that threw like tantrums and shit. And he was like 14. He's like flipping his desk and like kicking his chair and cussing up a storm, punching the wall. Like... Guy had anger issues. Then he got a girlfriend. A girlfriend with long hair, baggy clothes, and earrings. She had medium hair, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, but like, every time we just like, and you know, this is when I started to get friends and everything and started to date too. I would talk about like my girlfriend at the time. And he would talk about his, but he talked about his kind of like, just weird like very weird about it he'd be like yeah no uh what's a throwaway name stacy yeah i'm gonna sound like an incel but yeah we'll just say stacy <laughs> he'd be like yeah no stacy's a good girl she's nice and quiet for me I'm like all right and um no this doesn't go in any like really fucked up direction because uh, they would break up, and eventually she actually would get a restraining order on him. That was a fight and a half to get because he was still a minor. And apparently, he can... it's weird. I, I don't know how that works. I 
only testified with her, but essentially he they break up because she just didn't really appreciate how he's kind of soulless and kind of how he sees her more as an object than anything. So they break up for that. And he would not show up to school for like three weeks after that. So we thought, okay, probably switch schools. Um, not really. Because apparently when she came home, uh, he was just kind of waiting outside and he wanted to talk with her. But, you know, her, her dad was with her, thank God. So, you know, they went inside and, you know, threatened to call the police and he left. <clears throat> One day in class, he kind of pulls me aside. He's like, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're best friends and everything, right? Um, I think, like, you can try to talk to her, try to get her, like, just talk with me, just talk. Uh -huh. No, no. So he would go to just stalking her. Like he'd walk around and if she was going down the hall in class, he'd just kind of go in the general direction as her, eyes on her and everything. He'd try to sit with her at lunch, but, you know, her friends would kind of, you know, cue him to leave and all that. And he would just get increasingly annoyed with me for not wanting to help him with his love quest because... I don't condone creepy-ass behavior. Like, come on, man. And this is where the story kind of gets, like, darker because eventually she gets a restraining order after, like, recording him outside her home on her lawn and all that and shows it to the police and there's, like, a whole thing. This took, like, a few months. But during the summer, there was a band camp and I was, sadly, a band kid. And no shame in being a band. I was in band. I wasn't good yeah. at it, but I was in it. I don't know how to read. That, music, I was so not good at it either. They, they put me. They put me on the keyboard. I think Apparently that's like the worst thing to put someone that's not good at music. It's like all I, I, hard. you think I know a piano? Like I don't even know a ukulele, and that's the basic thing. And it's he's at that camp. Oh boy, this is gonna be fun. So. At this camp, there's like, because it's kind of like at a weird, like, summer camp, which, oh boy. Um, we were in the mess hall just eating. We, we had like a grilled cheese lunch or something. And he's like, hey, dude, check this out. I'm like, oh, did you come with me? Check this out. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go alone with you. So I bring my buddy who I will call John. John is the six, five, six foot five. Like, he's a big kid. He's, like he was like sixteen or something in band, big guy. He he comes with me, and he's like, "Check out the Zanto," and he would just like grab a like like a small like pinch of ants and put them on a rock and then just mash them with another rock. And he would do this like a lot. Like, a lot. And it wasn't just ants. Like, if he found, like, crickets or even found a snail once, which I didn't even know he had snails up here. He even found a snail, and, you know, he'd brush it, and it was just really, really fucked up. Like, it was early warning signs, obviously. Um, yeah, so we're very freaked out by him. We tell the camp counselor and all that, and he gets sent home, and I think he started seeing, like, therapist or something for that but he still went to school so i see him at school and he's pissed at me you you got me kicked out of band like i did you a favor it's banned but <laughs> yeah and he gets he gets all pissed off at me i i got him kicked out of band and now he's seeing like a counselor or something and now i'm like his enemy lovely I just, I just love having people who want to harm me. Uh, but it would kind of simmer down after that. It would, it would, it would just be just death glares in the hallways, kind of passive aggressive comments. He even would say she's just like, "Oh, you need to work out more. You don't want someone to kick your ass." 
and just like weird stuff like that he even just kind of awkwardly like grabbed my shoulder and like gestured to stab mm-hmm. me and he'd just be like uh assassination he like he was 16 at this point like this is weird um then the thing that got him expelled we had a pottery class because i went to an art school it just keeps getting worse and number one rule in the pottery class is no air bubbles in the kiln if you have if you have air bubbles in your in your pottery or in your like right in your ceramics we put it in the kiln it will explode and he thought it would be a good idea to make a hollow sculpture like a weird like mug but there's like a like an inch or so of just like air and he thought bragging about it would be cool because the way he went about it was there was these girls he was trying to impress them and the first thing he says is hey I got a bomb with me like oh boy right I'd be sweating bullets like oh man what are you doing right like apparently it's supposed to impress them <laughs> um, they were just like that's nice they didn't really take him seriously right um, he starts fiddling in his pockets really frantic <laughs> yeah well and then he would kind of just make comments just like People better like be be nice to me or something. Like he would just say like weird sh- weird shit like that. Like just I am one asshole away from just like flattening this place. And he'd be like, dude, like this was like right after the the, the Nicholas Cruz situation, like in Florida or something. Like everybody was freaking out. Like that was like the that was like the thing. So comments like that, like, troubled people. And it was Canada. We're already afraid of guns. And this guy starts going off about bombs. So then he tells somebody who does tell the principal and teacher. um, And this kid was just kind of picking on him because, I mean, I'm on the guy. The guy's easy to pick on. He's fucking bizarre human being. Um, (laughs) And he's just like, that's it. I'm fucking bombing the school. Golly. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 what? He's like, you guys fucking done it. I'll be back. That's what he says. I'll be back. And it sounds comedic when I like when I put it like that. Like obviously, like my humor is kind of just I like to tell stories in kind of a comedic way because this was actually kind of terrifying to experience. Um, because he did have those like school shooter vibes. Like he was going down that route. Yeah, like the one guy you'd probably want to be friendly with in school just in case. You know, like, oh, give this guy Exactly. I think Dane Cook made that joke one time, like <laughs> like the weird in class, it's always good to give him like a Snickers or something just in case. You know. Exactly. That one time he comes up to the school with a gun, he looks at you and he's like, Thanks for the Snickers and he keeps shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um this guy had school shooter vibes, hundred and ten percent and it didn't help that he dressed in all black all the time. Like, just adding insult to injury. Because I dressed in all black in high school. Because I was just, you know, I, I had an emo phase. But yeah, I was like emo all like, like middle to like even probably now sometimes. Yeah, same. I'm going to be real. I'm a little bit now. But like, obviously kind of blemished to the other kids who dressed like me at the time. But he would... He just screamed, like, I'm going to fucking bomb the school. I'll be back. Like, if you're going to bomb a place, get the fuck out. Don't be back in the place. Like, yeah. It, it kind of aired. So he was everyone else? Did right. anyone say anything when he said this? Were yeah, they're like, just like, the? um, we should call somebody. One kid called the police. <laughs> oh, one kid's like, okay, this is bad. Like, because what if he's legit? Yeah. This kid's been killing ants and apparently even rodents. Like, he's been, like, right? Like, nah. And... They, they call the police, and lockdown happens. And then, you know, like, there's, like, a whole lockdown, and it's like, this is not a drill, everybody's hiding. And then, you know, this kid gets apprehended and all that, right? And then we get evacuated one by one, and, like, not, like, one by one, but, like, informal line, which, I don't know about you, but if there was, like, 
a bomb threat, I would probably get the fuck out as fast as possible. I want to, like, orderly fashion, like, all right, everybody, like, let's get out of here. Like, I would be out the window. Um, so then the bomb squad shows up and, you know, they, they, his bag was in the ceramics room and they go to, apparently what they found was just a mug, but it had like an air, like a massive air pocket at the bottom. It's supposed to like explode the kiln, which that's not how it works. Your pottery just explodes. It doesn't explode the actual thing. So that was a huge hassle for nothing, but that led to him getting expelled and put in like, I don't even know what happened with him after that. But it was really messed up. That was kind of it though. Like after that, haven't really seen him much. I did see him like once before I moved and it was like a year ago. And first thing he asked me is, dude, so I started building a knife collection. You want to like come over and like check it out sometime? Like, yeah, man, whatever, man. Before, you know, I, I, I proceeded to never talk to him again. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was my second story. Uh, that kid's kid's probably still around. They never like put him in prison or anything like that. And for all I know, I think he's still in the foster system or something. Just kind of going around. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was probably your same age, right? So he's got to be. Yeah. Well, he's a little older than me. So he's probably either like in like housing, like disability housing. Cause he did have a lot like going wrong yeah. with him. Um, or like he's or he's like or something. watch he's got like a normal life he's like a banker uh <laughs> if, if 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 he ends up having a normal life like wife and kids and everything the world is fucking doomed i'm terrified of the possibility of him having kids uh but yeah those are my two stories essentially just one crazy homeless dude stalking me and the other like school shooter kid that um, threatened to bomb the school and whatnot. So very different kind of stories, but kind of gives a little range on the types of shit I went through in that town. That's yeah. Well, this is this is pretty crazy. Um, I guess if that's it, I'd like to ask this question to everyone um, that I have on the show. So I know this is kind of a different format than we've usually been doing, guys. But um, uh, this is my first interview ever. Yeah, first, well, first interview and first time on on the new podcast. So pretty exciting. Hey. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll leave that second story though. I don't even know. <laughs> Just I've I've had people like that. I've I've you know known personally. So it's kind of just funny to be able to kind of relate to it on exactly on that kind of note. But you know just. I usually wouldn't say anything out loud, but it's funny to hear it firsthand. I've heard other stories online, kind of similar stories where it's like, yeah, I I knew someone like that once, but it was like a story I heard that happened in like the early, like nineties, late eighties to some other guy. And uh, exactly. So this is like kind of, this was recent. Yeah. This is, you know, I do. It's crazy think... hearing like recent scary stories. Cause when you hear like scary stories from the past, it's like, Oh, that's in the past. Right. But then you kind of like, realize like this shit still happens today so hearing yeah. like recent stories happen you're like kind of reminded that this could happen at any time even to you <laughs> well what i like to ask everyone is um I, I guess i'll just ask you wing so what what's a piece of advice you would give to a, a listener you know let's say somebody that was in the same predicament either of these situations or both um that you would give them to maybe enhance their fight or flight senses or you know to be more aware of their general well, surroundings. Um, first things first, see something, say something. There's like the reason why this Tegan kid did not get like, you know, stopped before is because people were just too awkward to like tell somebody because he was kind of out there. So he's like, oh yeah, that's just him. He's just out there. So people were too afraid to kind of speak on it because, you know, out of fear of like, hey, that guy has mental problems. How dare you? So uh, my advice for that is for that kind of situation is see something, say something. As for being followed by somebody who clearly has the intention on like shanking you or something. If you're in the States, always have a weapon. 
Like even if it's just like a pocket knife or a pepper spray or something, just have something to protect yourself. Um, and if you're in Canada, bear spray because it's legal here and it works a lot better than pepper spray. And one last break for our sponsors. And it's going to be preferable to just get arrested than, you know, stabbed to death on the street. Because that will, that has happened a lot, especially in like Vancouver and Toronto. So just look after yourself and see something, say something. Those are my two words of advice. Once again, guys, I want to say thank you to Wing for coming out on the show. It it meant a lot to get him out here and to just share his story, stories, I should say. And, you know, as, as I was talking to Wing, uh, a lot of my own kind of stories from my childhood started to kind of run through my head, things I hadn't really thought about in in years honestly it's been been quite a while um i think as i got older i started to repress a lot of things that had happened in my earlier years uh you know my teenage years and before that even my being a young adult um when i say young adult i mean like in my early 20s so you know i think i wanted i want to share a story of my own share a story of my own here on the channel and I don't do this very often, but, you know, I think for the first episode of, of Man-Made Monsters, I think it'd be only fitting if, if I shared one of my own stories. So for a little bit of background, this story took place back in 2009. So I was about 13 years old at the time of this incident. And, you know, so... 2009 i think i had a cell phone at the time smartphones i don't believe were a very big thing just yet um if not they were just starting to kind of like come out i think i had an ipod i think that was like what first came out but i had a regular phone you know regular phone um it was a piece of shit but it worked and you know it did what it needed to do so I was living in Texas majority of my life until this point, and my mom had like a midlife crisis, and she, you know, for whatever reason, she was like, hey, we're moving to California. So I'm 13. I didn't have a choice, no saying it. I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to. So, you know, and I've got two older brothers, but at the time they were old enough to do whatever, really. So they stayed in Texas, and they didn't, you know, I went with my mom, like solo adventure. And I didn't know anybody in California. I didn't know family there. I didn't know friends. I didn't know one. So it was, you know, it was a dramatic change. Um, you know, but most of my life I grew up moving around a lot. And I wasn't, I wasn't ever in like one fixed place, one fixed place um, for a set period of time. It was always kind of sporadic. I, I think I must have gone to at least like 30 to maybe even 40 different um, elementary to middle schools growing up went to so many um, and not army either. I know a lot of people think I'm like, Oh, you're from the army. No, 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 no. Family is no army. Just uh, I like the travel travel within state though. Um, so we're in California now and the whole trip to California is its own story, but nothing, nothing horror, horror related or scary really happened during the trip so we'll just cut that part you know we'll just say the trip was uneventful for the most part besides having my aunt drive with me who was a character herself um <laughs> so i can't i'm trying to think this is pretty fresh into moving to california we, we moved and we lived in san diego um it's probably like a month in I want to say about a good month in and I'm barely getting my bearings together now with 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 my surrounding areas and getting used to to the new environment because Fort Worth there's not a lot of back in 2009 at least there wasn't a lot of great ways to get around there wasn't like Uber wasn't a thing yet um, I guess you could take a taxi but that was you know it's if you're like downtown but I lived like in a like a regular little city. I lived in a place called Saginaw and it was not like a regular big city. It was just like, Oh, you know, regular little town. Um, and you know, you could take a bus. There was some buses that would take you to like the bigger city, 
but I don't recall ever taking any. So, but now I'm in San Diego and there's just like so many ways to get around here. There's buses, there's trolleys, there's just like scooters that you can like rent, um, bikes you can rent and just like so many ways. And it's, I would honestly, the first month, that's what I did was I would just like go on the trolley, go on the bus and I just learned the routes and I would just go around like the town just traveling and stuff. I don't even think I went to school that first month. I just did whatever. It was, it was kind of crazy. My mom just let me do whatever. She would work a lot and, you know, as long as I was home. Um, and I felt pretty confident that I, you know, had this system down. So I think the confidence mixed with me being 13 was a horrible combination. Because at 13, I think everybody feels confident. Like, well, I'm not going to say everybody, but at 13, your hormones are, you know, rampant and you feel like, oh, nothing could happen to me. I'm, you know, if, if anything happened, this is what I would do. Like you think, you know, all the answers, which as an adult now, I don't know shit. Even as an adult, you don't know anything can happen. So, <laughs> but, uh, that, that's a little bit of a background and a setup. So you kind of get an idea, um, I can't remember what time of year it was. I want to say it was towards the winter time because I remember the during the winter time in San Diego, at least when I lived there, whenever it would it would get nighttime, a lot of fog would roll in from like the ocean, and it would just be foggy, super foggy at nights. Some nights to the point where you couldn't even see your own hand in front of your face, and I'm not even exaggerating. You know, like if you're right there on the beach, I should say. But, you know, more into inland from the beach, it's not too bad. It's still pretty bad, though. Like you're not going to see more than, I'm going to say more than like 50, 50 yards out. It's going to start getting to the point where like you can't see nothing. And gone. You can see maybe the faint glimmer of a car light, you know, if you're driving. But, yeah, it was it was like that. So it's... um possibly wintertime it's possibly wintertime i want to say and i was taking the trolleys all around and i was like going i want to say i was going downtown for whatever reason probably to go get food or dinner or lunch or you know whatever i just like to get out um and the cool thing about it was at my age i I was able to get like a student card so it was super cheap i think it was like 40 bucks at the time you can just travel infinitely for 40 bucks imagine that um, <laughs> so it's so weird thinking about it now. Um, but yeah, I'm taking the trolleys and my phone is like dying. It's at like, I want to say it was probably around 20% battery left. And the phone I had was like a little brick. You would imagine when people talk about Nokia, it's like, oh, those batteries last you forever. No, this phone battery lasted for never. It never stayed on. It was always wanting to die. It was, I think it was a secondhand phone. It already had like a life before me. It was, you know, it it had it had seen wear and tear. It active duty phone, you know. It came back overseas and it it had uh, the thousand what's a thousand yard stare, thousand mile stare in its eyes. You know, it just like please don't. But I still used it. It did what it needed to do. Um, but anyway, so on to the story. So I'm on I'm on the bus. I'm on the bus. I'm at the bus station. I'm trying to recall here in my head as it's playing out. I'm at the bus station, which kind of connects to the trolley station behind it. And at least the one I was at. And there's there's a homeless man there. And he really wasn't doing anything. He wasn't talking to anyone. He wasn't really, you know, making any commotions. I can see him. I know he's there. There's not a whole lot of people waiting. Um... Every now and then I can see him kind of get up and do like a little kicking motion with his feet. Like he's almost like doing like the Melbourne shuffle, like he's dancing, but not really. Um, just like kind of jittery, but then he sits back down, kind of like slumps into himself. He almost looks like he almost looks when he when he gets on the floor, he almost looks like if you threw a beanbag and it just where it hit, it landed. He didn't really like bounce around. He just like fell right into himself. And I, I remember that and thinking that's kind of weird, but you know, I had my, my headphones in, I'm listening to music at the time and not, not playing it too much attention. So I get on the bus 
and I'm like, okay, I need to go ahead and catch this bus and go to this next bus. So it was it was a game of catching a bus and going to another one till you could finally get close enough to the destination you need to be at, if not there directly. So I'm planning it out. I'm looking at the bus routes, and I'm kind of like, okay, I'll catch this one. I'll go there, and then we'll wait. And the buses, I think they took like 15-minute increments in between each bus or, you know, 12-minute increments, something like that. It wasn't too long of a wait, but it was long enough where if something was happening, you didn't really want to be there for that long. So that's kind of important to the story. Anyways, I get on the bus, and, you know, it goes, and the homeless guy is still there, but I assume is homeless. And we take off. We take off, and, you know, he stays there at the little station, and, you know, it kind of leaves my head from there. I'm like, whatever. So we get to the next station, and I'm like, okay, well, I got to wait for this next bus. I must have just missed it. And as I'm waiting, you know, I don't know how much time has passed at this point. I know I'm just kind of sitting there. Other people are kind of coming and going. There's other buses at the station, and they're picking people up. But the one that I need isn't there yet. Uh, a bus finally approaches, and I'm like, oh, it's got to be it. And I see that same guy I saw at the other station, the one that was kind of like jonesing out. And he's staring straight at me. And I'm so awkward with eye contact. I kind of look away really quickly. And, you know, but at 13, oh, it's a, no, it's whatever, you know, this guy is just a weirdo. Nothing can happen to me. So I'm like, okay, I'm still waiting. The guy gets off and he's like right there next to me now. And he's still kind of doing that little kicking thing. But then he saunters over. He's still not talking. I can kind of hear him under his breath making noises, not really words, but noises. And I remember thinking like, man, what the fuck is going on here so I, at this point I, I take one headphone out so i can kind of hear that area if he approaches me or something because you never know and you know eventually nothing happened nothing happened at that point either so i'm like okay whatever right. another bus comes up and i get on this bus and this guy gets on the same bus like right behind me like i could feel his his jacket kind of brushing up against me as i'm getting up the first steps like you know, there's no need to rush into the bus. It's not like there's a bunch of people. When I understand when there's a bunch of people getting on the bus, you, you don't want to miss it. You're trying to, like, get on as fast as you can. But no, this guy, this guy is persistent. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I, I you know, I do the best thing. I'm like, if I walk all the way to the back of the bus, this guy's probably going to follow me all the way back there. So I do the most reasonable thing in my mind is I sit right behind the bus driver. And there's like a little spot that they have in these buses where like if you have a wheelchair, you can sit in these spots. But no one that I can see needed these spots at the time. It was a very empty bus besides me, the this crazy guy, and like a couple that was towards the back of the bus and they were just sitting together. And, you know, I'm like, whatever. So I'll sit right here. Now, this crazy guy sits almost right adjacent to me, right in front of me. It's almost symmetrical how these seats work. So it's they're not forward facing. They're like built in on the side. So he sits right in front of me, still towards the front of the bus, but on the other side of the bus. And, you know, his knees are pointed just adjacent to my own. And he's just kind of like shaking his head at me, bobbing his head almost like I... Uh, you know, with uh, the bus movements, like his head has no neck muscles and it just goes along with the movements of the bus um, for every pothole we hit or anything. And, you know, I'm just kind of using my hair. My hair is long at this point. I have it kind of covered my face. So I'm like, maybe you can't see my eyes if I look about him. But every time I, I peek up, this guy is just staring at me. He keeps looking and looking. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I'm like, Jesus. So I text my mom. I'm like, hey, I tell her the situation over the phone through text. I don't want to call her. And I'm like, hey, I'm heading back towards, you know, X, X location. Uh, can you please pick me up? You know, I didn't I didn't want to. I had a walk still where it was dropping me off at. I, it was a good walk still to like the house I was living at. I want to say it was a good. God, it was it was at least at least a mile away by foot you know i mean a mile is a mile but still but by foot and you're just walking like 20 minute walk if you're just casually walking if you're fast paced probably like 12 15 minutes i don't know i don't know distance i don't walk that much anymore <laughs> so i got a car um but yeah texture that and there's like no response for the longest time 
And I'm time is going on and things are happening. Like this guy is getting more more weird. He's starting to kind of like shimmy back and forth side to side in the bus, in the bus little seat. And I'm like, man, I hope this guy gets off before me. So, you know, he doesn't. It, it, we're getting closer to like the last stop. My my stop is second to last. So I'm like, okay, if he doesn't get off here, then he's probably getting off at my stop, or maybe he's riding this out to the last stop. I'm like, okay, well, let's just see what happens. So still no text or call from my mom yet. I get off the bus and this guy gets off too. He gets off in the second part of the bus, like the behind part where, you know, you can walk towards the front, which is where we were at. I figured, you know, if you're getting off, you should go out the front. But he walked back where that couple was at through like the other doors that let out. And I'm like, ah, oh, geez. So I just, at this point, I'm like, fuck it. So I just start running. I start running all the way home. And I turn around. This guy is hauling ass too. This guy was like a hidden track star. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I'm just, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I'm, I have asthma for one. My, my chest is like tight. And eventually I just outrun the guy. So he stops running after so long, but I think I was just so filled with adrenaline. I didn't really care at that point. I just kept going. And while I'm running, my mom pulls by like driving and she's like, Hey, you heading home? I'm like, yes, yes, please. Yes. So she pulls over and she, you know, I get in the car and I tell her what just happened. And she's like, why didn't you call me? I was like, I texted you. I texted you. She's like, well, you should have just called me. But I, I was like, I can't call you because the guy is right there. What am I supposed to say? Like, do I speak in tongues? Do I use some sort of code words? Like, hey, I love you, mom. There's a guy trying to kill me. Um, <laughs> so I, I never found out what the guy wanted or why he was following me. I don't know. But... Uh, I will say one thing. My mom had told me when we first moved there not to wear colors. And I don't think the guy was a gang member by any means. But, you know, my favorite color is red. So I would wear, like, red everything. I just, you know, I liked red. So, like, big red shirt with, like, a red hat, <laughs> red shoes, you know. So thinking back now, maybe you thought I was a gang member. I don't know. But, like, an emo gang member, something like that. Um... But yeah, that's probably probably one of my more scary encounters with with another individual that I've had, at least that I can recall. Um, I do have other stories, but I think that's all I'm gonna I'll let you guys in on for now. Maybe in the future in another episode, I'll drop some more of my own stories as special little treats for you guys. But again, I want to thank everyone for checking out the podcast and just giving me a chance. I appreciate you guys. I know you guys love to listen to Darkness Prevails. He's probably what brought you here in the first place. And if you made it this far, again, again, huge thanks, everyone. Um, if you'd like to know where you can find more scary content and podcasts like the one you just listened to and where you can get a link to our Discord server, or you just want to reach out to me and tell me your own story, you know, feel free to shoot me an email and head over to eeriecast.com. And you know what? I think I want to give my own advice. Yeah, I think I'm going to give my own advice for this episode. So like I say in, in every episode, I ask everyone for their own take and advice. And I think, you know, whether you be 13 years old, weird emo kid in 2009 or you're a modern version of that now or anybody that's possibly going through a similar encounter. Look, just call the cops. Okay. Let's just be real. Let's just, you can text the police now. So let's just do that. If you feel like you can't call them, you can text 911 and you can text the operators. So, you know, there's so many tools at our disposal, not to be as safe as we possibly can, you know, or I guess, you know, I should have just told an, an adult, you know, just, Tell tell the bus driver, hey, this guy is pretty weird. Would you mind if I stayed on the bus with you until my mom picks me up? That's what I should have done. <laughs> That's what I should have done. I don't know why I ran for it. <laughs> so take my advice as someone that's that's growing older and has kids of their own now. Has kids of their own. You know, my daughter's eight, so you know, it's it's she's my life, and that's 
you know, I'd hate for anything to ever happen to her. I don't know what I would do. So, yeah, just, uh, yeah, trust your gut. Be careful. Keep your eyes peeled. And, you know, whenever I sit down in a room now, I sit with my back against the wall. I don't ever let someone kind of get the sneak up on me. And, uh, not to be paranoid, but, you know, just better safe than sorry. There's, I, I watch so many things online. You just never know. All right. That's it, everybody. That's our hour. I don't want to drag this out longer than it needs to be. I know you guys love hearing my voice. 